by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And good afternoon and happy Monday to you. This is the Good News Show. It's our show that we have on 910 AM once a week where we are live to talk about everything local and Catholic. And normally the great Dave Palmer is the host of this program, but he is on Christmas vacation. He's currently in Santa Fe, New Mexico, probably living it up. It's I think it's cold and maybe even snowy in the mountains over there. <laughs> so he's probably enjoying it. Not that it's, it's plenty cold here, too. We're, we're doing okay. Uh, but he's definitely having... Um, uh, probably a grand old time with his family there. But uh, in that case, he left the show to us. Uh, my name is Cecil Anderson. I am the North Texas assistant here at the radio station. And I'm joined by Diane Xavier, production manager, and also <laughs> William Kirkendall, our intern. Um, and we have a fun show ahead of us. We've got some very diverse topics, I'd say. Um, the second half of the show, we're actually going to welcome Auxiliary Bishop Greg Kelly from the Diocese of Dallas to talk a little bit about the end of Advent and Christmas and particularly the upcoming reconciliation night that's going to be happening this Wednesday. Talk a little bit about that and how we could be preparing our hearts in these last few days of Advent. And in the first part of the show, uh, just about 10 minutes from now, we're going to welcome uh, Laura and Mary Lou Cavana to come talk about an upcoming speech and debate tournament that a local Catholic speech and debate club is going to be going to and how you could potentially get involved with that as well. And William also happens to be a member of this club as well. <laughs> so yep. he might be contributing to that conversation too we'll see <laughs> and then uh but before all that i mean goodness guys it, we're in the last week of advent how did this happen time flies <laughs> <laughs> Advent, um, william how do you think your uh advent has gone so far this year uh pretty good i will say that it's probably let's just say it's probably not the best advent i've ever had but it's been going pretty well you know just keeping up with the penance it's a it's a hard thing to do but yes. <laughs> you know you, tr you try your best and you go from there what about you diane oh i'm just ready to bundle up because it got so cold so fast <laughs> that that's her penance this year <laughs> so I stay at the cold. yes yeah. yeah i know i this year has been i feel like just I don't know how, I don't know, it just felt busier mm -hmm. for me. And I, I'm kind of annoyed at that because I, I, it's my fault. You know, I say yes to things. That's why it is. But sometimes I'm like, man, we, we're, season of Advent is the time of waiting. It's not the time to be busybodying. It's, right, you're right. preparing, but it's also like, it's a lot. And, right. and on top of it, I haven't even done like a quarter of my Christmas shopping. <laughs> so we're not, I feel like I'm pulling a Dave here. Dave's usually the one that gets, <laughs> does last minute Christmas shopping. These are, Dave has amazing qualities that I should be rubbing off on me, but that's the one that <laughs> <laughs> right. to uh, rub off on me. Um, but yes, it's, it's so exciting. We're in this last um, week of Advent. Um, I always am like, Okay, well, if nothing else, even if you felt like your Advent's been a little bit off, you have these last few days to just kind of get it all centered again. Mm -hmm. um, what are y'all's plans for Christmas? Just hang out with family and enjoy you know, close relationships and everything. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, William? Christmas Eve, uh, my mom's family is coming into town to celebrate, so we'll be doing that at our house, I'm pretty sure. And then 
my aunt and uncle's house for Christmas Day. That's awesome. Where, when are you all going to go to Mass? Uh, Do you have a, to one that your family normally goes to? I think probably, well, I know my brother's serving at Modern Day uh, Midnight Mass. Awesome. But I think my mom, I, and um, younger brother will probably go at 9.15 on Sunday morning. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Something like that. You know, I don't think I've ever been to a Sunday, like to the morning Christmas Day mass. Mm. Um, for whatever reason, we've always gone on Christmas Eve. And I've heard that the Christmas Day ones are very, like, they're very chill. They're, they're not overly yeah, crowded. Like, yeah, because everyone goes to the midnight mass. <laughs> everyone so. goes to the ones the night before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at my parish, it's the 4 p.m. mass that is the most insane. Uh, that's the one where everyone wants to go to. It's usually when we have to have multiple masses happening yeah. at the same time. Um, I actually think my family might be going to Our Lady of Lebanon, if you're familiar, William, I am familiar that, with William, uh, yeah. that they have, did you know? that um, uh, Father Mitch Pacwa comes to Our Lady of Lebanon oh, does he most really? Christmases oh, wow. and Easter's. And so he's going to be there. There's also, there's a lot of things they're actually doing um, this week with him that you can kind of participate in. And it's very exciting. So they'll have a 5.30 p.m. Christmas Eve Mass. They have, of course, the Midnight mm-hmm. Mass. And I want to say, if I'm remembering correctly, I think they, they're very fun is that after each of their masses, Christmas masses, they have a big like feast celebration, even after the midnight mass. They will stay oh, up wow. and have a nice celebration. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, oh, I love how on their, their website, by the way, ourladylebanon.com, if you want to learn a little bit more about what all they're doing this week. Uh, I like they always say, in case the sleet or snow, midnight mass will be canceled. <laughs> Father Saad loves snow. He really desperately always wants it to be snowing. So I love how he's already like, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very often that even happens. Even though we had here. an 80 degree Christmas <laughs> last year. Gonna, yeah. He's like, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> I think it's very funny. Um, so, but yeah, if you want to see Father Mitch Pacwa, you know, he's a frequent voice you hear on EW, EW10's uh, different shows. So uh, definitely come out and see him. Uh, it's crowded, but it's not nearly as crowded as some of the parishes that you might think. So they also have one on Christmas morning at 11 a.m. So if you want to go out to Louisville and also experience the liturgy a little bit differently, because it is a Maronite Reich Catholic church. And so there's a lot of... Uh, different beauty in that uh, mm-hmm. liturgy as well. Um, I also want to mention that uh, we are just, you know, this is the last show we have before Christmas, first off. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's going to be the last show for the rest two, of the year. Yeah, the rest yeah. of the year, two weeks. The next time that we're going to be live on the air is going to be uh, Tuesday, January 3rd, is the car raffle kickoff show that Dave's going to be hosting. And I want to say it's at 8 a.m. Um, so that that's actually Dave's, I think, first day back at work is going to be on that show. Going to get to hear from all the different different GMs across the um, uh, Guadalupe radio network and uh, different people talking about the uh, car raffle, which if you haven't heard, actually did have a soft launch already just last week. So you can go on our website and buy tickets now. You can go to grnonline.com forward slash raffle and you could see the picture of a very snazzy little car that we're going to be giving away, which is a 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250 in the color polar white, which I mean, like perfect time of the year in the winter right. <laughs> to be giving away a car that's uh, polar white. Um, you can get your tickets, like I said, online right now. Then the official kind of where we're going to be out in the public going out to all the masses to sell tickets and doing live remotes is going to happen after the new year. But if you're looking kind of for a stocking stuffer, I think you'll just get a confirmation receipt. You won't get the physical tickets at this point, but you can put that in someone's stocking. Uh, it's one ticket for 25 or five for a hundred. And the drawing is going to be Friday, February 24th in 2023. So, um, go ahead and just start buying some tickets now. It was exciting when our, um, business manager sent out who the first 
tickets sale went to and it was uh, someone out in West Texas actually I oh, think wow. so okay. um, definitely want to get some KTH people already in that drawing too so go ahead and visit it you can get you can see the really nice picture of it uh, we've done a compact SUV the last couple of years but this year we're going back to a nice little sedan cool. and again it is a very nice looking yeah. <laughs> I whenever I talk about the car raffle I'm always like listen you're supporting Catholic radio it's a cool car don't ask me to go into the logistics of this. <laughs> <laughs> I am not good at that. <laughs> My little well, North Subaru. Texas always shows up. Yeah, they do. North we want to beat our records every year. Yes, we do. Year. We we're not that we're competitive at all with our other stations because uh, it's all going towards the glory of God. You know, to, for the glory of God. However, we're a little competitive, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, so if you uh, want to get that again, grnonline.com forward slash raffle. And uh, one more thing before we start our first segment is that uh, we had our Christmas share a few weeks ago and uh, we're really trying to make sure that every single person that we um, who called in from North Texas and donated gets properly thanked and so we've started something where we are calling every single one uh, every single donor and also uh, sending cards out and uh, of course to do that it takes a bit of effort and it takes a lot of time and so we've had last year after uh, last Shareathon after the fall shareathon, we had a group of volunteers come and help us with this. And uh, I'd like to do some of this before Christmas as well. So I will be having a kind of volunteer day on uh, this Wednesday, which is the 21st. Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> the 21st. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, from nine to three, just come and go as you can. If you can just do a few calls or a few cards, you want to visit with us a little bit. We'll have some food and just have a fun time. Um, you know, hanging out before the, uh, Christmas season officially begins. If you'd like to help with that, you can email, uh, kath at grnonline.com. kath at grnonline.com. If you, again, if you just like being able to talk to people and thanking them on behalf of the Guadalupe Radio Network and writing cards is that something that you feel like that's something that's not everyone's thing not everyone likes to do that but if right. you do uh, go ahead and email me this it's going to be this Wednesday 9am to 3pm and it'll be a lot of fun we'll make it very festive so kth at grn online.com for that and I think we've caught up on everything I have to I'm trying so. to think and make sure that we you know say everything because we're not going to be on for two weeks right. <laughs> and so it's a lot um, but we do have our first guest now in studio and I'm very excited to introduce them back onto the radio waves here and I think it's really funny because I feel like we've come full circle here because the last time that they were in William you were just a guest you just right. came in and were being interviewed, and then suddenly now you've been raised to the highly esteemed level of an intern. <laughs> <laughs> so that's super awesome. And yeah. now you get to be guest and intern. Right. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention that we're on social media. That's what I yes, forgot to Facebook. do. Uh, William's running that. If you want to see everyone's beautiful faces, you can go to Facebook. Um, but I want to welcome Laura and uh, Mary Lou Cavana, who are in studio now and are also part of the uh, St. Peter and Paul Club here in the area. Uh, it's a homeschool uh, speech and debate club, and they're going to be going to an upcoming tournament just after mm-hmm. the new year. Uh, so they're going to tell us a little bit more about that and kind of the importance of speech and debate and what it all means, because sometimes people are like, what is speech? What are we talking about speech and debate? Um, so welcome, everyone. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thanks Thank for, you for having, having us. us. Of course. Absolutely. So uh, let's go ahead and first just we'll do introductions. Uh, Laura, would you like to just kind of talk about what your role is first and kind of how you got involved in the speech and debate club? Sure. I've been involved in speech and debate about 14 years. Um, it's kind of been our family sport. Uh, I started St. Peter and Paul Club about three or four years ago and um, we've 
loved it ever since. It's been, I guess, a big part of our homeschooling curriculum to, mm. to do speech and debate. Yeah, absolutely. And Mary, do you want to talk? Want to talk a little bit about what you do in speech and the speech and debate club? Sure. Um, I'm Mary, and I've been in speech and debate for a good half my life, like doing juniors and stuff. And I'm one of the student leaders of the speech part, and just a debater in the debate part. Awesome. And William, you get to introduce yourself again yeah. and talk about your how you're involved. Yeah, I've been. This is my second year in speech and debate. I write uh, speeches um, and uh, write debate cases. I'm in team policy, so we are debating, speaking, and all that cool stuff. Awesome. Okay, Mary, do you want to kind of describe how the club works, how you could, where you compete, what organizations you're with, and all that? Yeah, sure. We're part of the NCFCA, which stands for the National Christian Forensics Communication Association. It's a nice long group of words. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just, say. I really like to say it. Yeah, it's fun <laughs> to say that. Um, and so in the NCFCA, there are a bunch of different clubs throughout America. All of them are Christian. Just about all of them are homeschooled. And we have a few kids from like founders and that sort of thing. But yeah, in the NCFCA, we, in our club, we write speeches and we practice debate together. And then Maybe about once a month we have tournaments where we all get together and practice against each other and there are usually awards and we get medals and it's it's nice and fun. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to award me with food, I think. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, so about so you meet weekly. You're part it's part of the Mater Day the co op that's at Mater Day, mm -hmm. is that correct? Yeah. But you like you said there's you know, students from all over that are participating in this. What does it? What is it like to be preparing for? A, if you want to talk maybe about debate and you want to talk about speech or vice versa, however y'all want to talk about it, what goes into that prep preparation? Mm -hmm. Well, that depends on how motivated you are. <laughs> <laughs> that is also true. Yeah, it, it also depends. Like for debate, it depends on which style of debate you're doing. But generally, you're writing your case, which is what you're going to be arguing, and you have one side for affirmative and one for negative. Or actually, that's just for LD. But yeah, you're writing your cases and you're preparing different types of arguments for what you're going to go against um, and practicing with each other. And if you're really motivated, then you're going to like be predicting all of the different arguments against your case. If you're not very motivated, then you'll just kind of go into it and wing it and see how it goes. <laughs> and probably not do very well. <laughs> Has winging it ever worked? A few times with like really advanced debaters, but then technically yeah. they've had years, years of preparation, right? Then, <laughs> yeah. So it's not really winning okay. it. Uh, so this year you're doing the Lincoln Douglas, is that right? Um, yeah. All right, and then and William, you're doing team policy. Correct. Yes. So those are two different ones, and the people are probably listening, going, "I don't even understand what we're talking about." So kind of break that down, and also maybe talk about because you're assigned a particular subject to be debating on. It's not like you're just choosing. I want to debate that you know tootsie pops are better than dum dums. You know, yeah. <laughs> so it's something first off of a little bit more substance um but also it's not something that you choose is that correct mm -hmm. yeah so william do you want to talk a little bit about team policy yeah. and how all that works and cool. maybe what you're um debating this year yeah yeah sure so this year's uh resolution is the uh u.s um u.s federal government should significantly reform its export or import policy within the bounds of international trade so basically what that means is we're arguing international trade so whether that be uh i guess i'll talk about my case a little bit but it's a lot the way it's formatted is it's teams, teams of two, so it's 2v2, two two, it's not 1v1, as in uh, Lincoln-Douglas. Uh, and you're, you're debating as if you're arguing in front of Congress, and you're trying to pass this plan, you're trying to pass this reform. So my sister and I are running a case to withdraw from the WTO, which is a national uh, or an international institution that oversees rules on trade, and we're trying to withdraw because we, we believe that it's um, – it's it's not a nationalist system. We 
we have claims that they're not actually helping our international trade and they don't allow for economic freedom and all those things. And there's a lot of cases that are very similar to that. So it's it's one resolution, but there's a lot of cases that teams can write or teams can choose to debate at these tournaments. Gotcha. But in, before you go in, you don't know on a given debate, or you'll know right before the debate if you're arguing for or against something. Is correct. That correct. Yeah, there, there'll be postings, and you get to see who you're who you're matching up with, and it will say you're going to defend your case here, so you'd be AF, or you're going to uh, take down this other person's case. That means you're neg. Do you usually have one side that you're like, this is definitely the stronger argument, so it's much easier to debate, or or yeah, no, it, or they're it, pretty equal. It kind of it kind of depends. It depends on who the debaters are, if if they're experienced or not, what case they're running. It, it kind of just depends. Yeah. And so, Mary, do you want to kind of explain the Lincoln-Douglas? Sure. Lincoln-Douglas yeah. is one person versus another person, so there aren't any teams. And besides that, the main difference is that Lincoln-Douglas focuses on basically uh, philosophies, whereas team policy focuses on like concrete things that would happen in the world, like William said, passing plans in Congress. So with Lincoln-Douglas, this year's resolution is that the individual right to property ought to be valued above the economic interest of the community. So basically, it's saying property rights versus economic interest. Um, and with Lincoln Douglas, if you're if you're arguing for property rights, or sorry, with team policy, you're when you're. Okay, I'm not going to be able to explain this well, but I can try. <laughs> with team policy, when you're affirmative, you're arguing that a plan should be passed, and when you're negative, you're just arguing that that against the affirmative team's plan. But with Lincoln Douglas, you're arguing for something either way. So affirmative, mm-hmm. you're arguing for property rights. Negative, you're arguing for economic interest. Um, and my mom said that I should say that Lincoln Douglas is better. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. shots fired. Sorry, William. <laughs> There's a big amount of arguing between the two sides there. Honestly, I think that both are good, but Lincoln Douglas, if you're judging, Lincoln Douglas is is the one that you should be going to. It's, it's way shorter. So, so Yeah, and um, you know, this is a lot of the, the, the information they're debating is all very technical mm-hmm. and information that's out there, like how does this apply to the real world? But what they're really learning is not so much the technical information, but how to argue and make points um and like what happened with uh, mary and i went to the library a while back to a library mm-hmm. meeting where they were trying to ban an inappropriate book from the mm-hmm. children's section um i listened to the argumentation and came out very very angry and just wanted to scream she came out saying you know our side had better art you know they, they could have had better arguments they could have articulated this better and they should have said this and they should have said that and she came out with a very balanced reaction mm. because she's had experience in debate and I, yeah. I just that makes a huge difference in in our society as a whole i wish everyone could have some experience with debate. We really should have speech and debate clubs for adults. <laughs> yes, we, we, we need it. We can all use some of that help. No, yeah. it's very important, Laura. I'm glad I was going to, that was going to be my next question, honestly, was how does this apply? And especially, you know, for us, when we can talk about, obviously, there's a lot of big issues, like you're talking about banning inappropriate books. And there's lots of things coming up that we need to better be able to state our positions, but again, without all the emotions getting involved and just stating the facts. Um, so I just want to remind everyone that we are talking to William Kirkendall, our uh, intern, as well as a member of the St. Peter and Paul uh, Speech and Debate Club that uh, meets at Mater Day uh, once a week and are going to be going into some competitions very soon. We're also talking to the club founder, um, Laura Kavana, and uh, Mary Kavana is one of the members as well. 
And they were just kind of talking about their different uh, debates that they're going to be doing um, and what their different the various uh, policies that they're going to be debating. Uh, some things that definitely are going over probably a lot of people's heads. <laughs> they're all like, well, I haven't even really thought about that. Um, but it's very interesting. And uh, there's also the speeches that you all are going to be doing. There's a lot of different categories of mm-hmm. speeches because not only with debating is, you know, stating your arguments well, but you also need to be able to speak well. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some of the debate uh, the, the speeches that you all are doing this year? Yeah, I'm doing so. I'm writing a after dinner speech now. An after dinner speech in the is there speech. There's a cup w- of wine like involved. With it? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> That's what I think of. I'm like, oh, we're just having a after dinner cocktail and having a discussion. <laughs> all right, sorry. It's all right. No, it's it's a lot like it's a lot like a comedic monologue type speech. So you're supposed to have good pauses and mm. um and and be funny and be able to have like a good smile while you're speaking and things like that to make it. To make it funny for your judges and for your audience. Mm. So I'm doing one on how to communicate more online because we don't do a whole ton of that. So how to how to articulate like sentences or text messages online and how to communicate and have deeper and more meaningful conversations. So oh, that's okay. what my after dinner speech is. I'm also probably later in the year doing a persuasive on why we should abolish the DMV. And then oh, I want to hear that one. <laughs> I have thoughts. Yeah. yeah, so I have I have a lot of different different ideas. I don't know if I'm going to do all of them this year, but next year as well. But those are the speeches I'm I'm writing as well. And then there's also uh, Mary can probably talk about this too. Uh, different category, limited prep. So you're doing apologetics, impromptu. It's where you have to prepare a speech in two minutes and give it in five minutes. It's it's pretty cool. But I'll let uh, I'll let Mary take that. Yeah. So I'm doing three speeches. I'm doing two limited prep and one platform. So platforms are basically what you usually think of with a speech. They're just written out speeches that you deliver in kind of like a one-man show or something like that. Um, Limited prep is where you have a certain amount of time to prepare a speech. And so platform can teach you how to write out your ideas and how to present things. But limited prep is what really teaches you to think on your feet. Um, I'm doing impromptu and apologetics. And so impromptu is where you draw a topic and you have two minutes to prepare a five-minute speech. And APOL is basically like impromptu, but it's faith-centered. So you'll get questions like, um, you'll get questions like, is justification a gift? Um, is Christian, is traditional Christianity homophobic? Basically just questions that people as Christians should know, and then you get a chance to practice answering them. Um, and then I'm also doing a platform. I'm doing a persuasive, and persuasive is just a category where you're trying to persuade your audience of something. And I'm actually giving it on the Eucharist because this is a Christian league, but not a Catholic league. Mm. So I'm trying to, you know, convince the non-Catholics to come. You might as well use it as an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, originally I was going to give like three platforms on like the papacy and Mary and the Eucharist, but then I. <laughs> run out of time (laughs) one too many Uh so kind of like um if i'm getting the season right the fall time is when you're preparing you're gathering all your information you're Mm -hmm. preparing your debates you're preparing your speeches your arguments and various things but then it's coming right after the new year you're just going into actual competitions (laughs) not the not the the ones that y'all aren't doing in your club aren't actual competitions but these are the ones where you're competing against people that you don't see every week (laughs) and from people from really all over texas and is it just texas or is there people outside of texas that come to the local competitions Sometimes outside of Texas, like there are a few people from Hawaii who went to one of ours because oh, cool. there's like no club in Hawaii, but it's usually just Texas. And yeah, our region them. Region Eleven is Texas and Oklahoma, North Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. So gotcha. yeah, this this open. tournament coming up is those two. Gotcha. And so the upcoming tournament that we want to talk about because uh, it's great that we're telling you all about what the speech and debate club does, but we want you to get involved because we need uh, active participants from the community to help judge. So uh, Dallas Baptist University, well, is going to be hosting this first. 
upcoming one, uh, just January 5th through 7th. And I forgot to look up what exact days of the week that is. Is that like a Friday That's or a, is this Thursday through Friday? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday yes. at Dallas Baptist University. They're going to be having, that's going to be the first one you all are going to and you're going to have. Um, talk a little bit about the uh, tournaments and maybe, Laura, if you want to talk about how uh, members of the community can come and judge and get involved. Right. We, we are actively seeking members of the community to come judge for us. Um, you might say, I have no experience. I have no idea what debate is. We will teach you. Um, we actually prefer to have judges, some of our judges, a little bit green because it forces our debaters to actually talk in real mm. English language instead of using <laughs> debate terminology all the time. So it's really, it's really a good thing. And they'll, they'll say, do you have any previous experience? And you say, absolutely not. And that's their cue to use real words for you <laughs> rather than debate lingo. So, um, yeah, we, and, and there are training videos to help you, you know, kind of jumpstart the whole experience. Um, but our judges are, are pretty much anyone that will volunteer for us. Um, you need to be a high school graduate. Um, and you, you can go to the ncfca.org website and click the button that says judge. And then click the button that says DBU tournament or Dallas tournament on, uh, January 5th through 7th. And um, get you going signing up. You create, create an account and yeah. Awesome. Uh, we'll review all of that information and I'll make sure I post it on our live stream link as well. Um, but uh, William and Mary, like what are some of the, what are the tournaments like for you all? Because see, I think about going into debates and the, we, I don't think we mentioned this at the beginning, but these are long debates. Uh, the team policy, 90 minutes, I think. Yeah, about 90 and minutes. Then, LD is only 45. Only 45. And that's why it's superior, right? <laughs> I would be like sitting there going, oh, this is, I'm stressed out about going into these things. But I, I think that you all generally have a pretty fun time. Is that right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's an opportunity. Like, what are some of your favorite, like, highlights from a tournament weekend? Uh, I would say mainly just debating. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things you can do. Like, so you have assigned times, right? So you're debating certain times, like 8 a.m., noon, 4 p.m., 8 p.m., et cetera, on like Thursday and then two on Friday as well. So you have like specific times you're speaking and you're debating, but you can just hang out or read a book in your, in your free time or watch speeches and, and or debates, uh, when you're not Speaking or debating, so it's it's pretty fun. It's a fun experience. I've enjoyed it a ton last year. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Laurie, you mentioned earlier that it's it was your family's sport, and I was thinking I was thinking about it because you don't really think of you know a speech and debate tournament as being something really wild and rowdy, but it does get pretty like the, <laughs> oh, yeah. the yeah. pause. Everyone gets really really into it. Is yeah. that right? <laughs> um, we only have a few minutes remaining with um, our guests here talking about the upcoming. Uh, speech and debate tournament at Dallas Baptist University that's put on by the NCFCA which is fun to say but I feel like uh, I'll say it out one more time the actual like National Christian Forensics and Communications Association I had to like read that off so I don't mess that up Um, and uh, we definitely would like some people to come out and judge for that Um, Azula were you going to say something else on Um, our, our judges have always left like really feeling uplifted and it's just the kind of activity that you look out of the world and say, oh, gosh, this is just so lousy. I can do nothing to improve this this place. And I'm like, oh, yes, you can. <laughs> um, you know, come out and help us out by judging a round or two. 
Um, I personally prefer speeches, but some people really get into the debates mm-hmm. and love watching the debaters. So it's your choice. Um, you can sign up for speech, sign up for debate, or sign up for an entire day. Ooh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> the volunteers get fed and things like that. They, they, they do. They, they have some, they have some light there's snacks. Some, there's some yeah. perks, you know, besides yeah. getting to see all these uh, great uh, speeches and debates. I've also judged, I've only think I've done speeches, um, but they're always very, very, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think even the great Dave Palmer has judged some debates as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, Hopefully, maybe one of us will be able to get out there again. But like uh, Mary's talking about, it's it's a Christian group, which is wonderful. So there's never going to be anything like you're not going to be saying, is abortion right or wrong? That's Whoa. not going to be coming up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, but it's there's still some really important things and some evangelization to be had. Oh, yeah. um, and so also, if anyone possibly is interested in joining a speech and debate uh, club or particularly your guys's, uh, any information about that? Um, yeah, mom, you can go ahead and take that. <laughs> I, I have you one other thing I want to say that I've been thinking Talk about. to William's mom. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll post Tamara Kirkendall. We will post her information, her um, email. Okay, awesome. Yeah. All right. And then you're going to say um, something else, Mary. Yeah. Okay, cut me off if I go too long. This. I don't know. <laughs> I was just like writing this little impromptu speech about why people should come judge us. So, Perfect. You know, put it in action. Um, so four reasons that I think that it would be really good for you to judge. First of all, us students are really, really grateful when you do that. Because when there aren't any community judges, that means our parents are judging <laughs> all of the speeches, which means it'll go late and also they'll like have to watch the same things over and over again. So your judging just really, really helps us out and we're really grateful for that. And it's also really helpful for you. You can learn new things and you can also probably pick up a few different ways of like arguing or formulating arguments or just, you know, ways that you can improve your own um, argumentation and critical thinking. And honestly, I think that you can see the faith kind of come alive there because I have not gotten through a single round without someone mentioning the faith. And it's just really beautiful to see teens fired up about that. And also, if you like it, then you can sign up your kids. So if you think that this is something your kids can benefit from, like public speaking, then tournaments are a really, really good opportunity to see that in action, to see if that's a good fit for you. Bring Um, your kids. Yeah, yeah, bring your kids. And if you... And one other thing, if you're worried about like not judging right and getting the kids, like getting them in the wrong order or something, maybe you will. But honestly, that's fine because the kids can learn humility from that, <laughs> which a lot of them will probably need. So don't worry too much. Is that you all included? Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, so don't worry too much about getting it wrong because wrong or right, as long as you're judging, we're really, we're really grateful to have you. Awesome. Yeah. And so uh, there may not be a club for adults to learn more speech and debate, but coming to the tournaments and judging is the way that you can kind of tune into that a little bit. Very well said, Mary. And uh, William, any closing thoughts uh, about the upcoming tournament? Um, Not about the upcoming tournament, but I guess just generally, I think speech and debate has really, really helped me to formulate arguments to see both sides Mm. and to not be biased towards just one it's also helped me to speak better so yes i I definitely bring bring your kids to the tournament to watch and if they if they you want to sign up for sign up at a club i definitely recommend it awesome uh i meant to ask this earlier hopefully this will not get us derailed we're about supposed to be going to a break in just a moment but uh i feel like a lot of people are very interested to know how you all especially for the debates uh what where you get your information to make your arguments and how you mm-hmm. identify that a source is a good one so hopefully this will not derail us too much so kind of a brief answer but maybe something tips for people because there's a lot of information that goes around sometimes and it's really difficult to fact check on these things yeah so mary any? Um, yeah for ld again it's philosophy so we're really just using you know um philosophers we work with aristotle plato that sort of thing and then for team policy, what we usually do is we, when we find evidence that stuff that we're going to read in the round, then we will read their credentials and put them on the paper. And then 
the other team can look at the evidence and say, these credentials don't seem right. I'm going to question this. You can actually argue about whether or not a source is really credible mm-hmm. and learn from that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for coming in. I want to kind of give the information, and uh, Laura, you can correct me if I get any of it wrong, but the uh, upcoming, the first, so there's going to be more, so there's also one, I think, in Fort Worth later on in mm-hmm. the spring, but the first one, uh, January 5th through 7th at Dallas Baptist University, which is not too far from here. It's a very beautiful campus, too, and it's great to have some Catholics on campus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's uh, going to be Thursday through Saturday, if you want to come out just for a few debates or speeches or for a whole day, like Laura said, and the best way to contact contact them for that is going to the website is that correct yes um, the website is uh ncfca.org okay perfect yeah, look for the judge button <laughs> look for the judge button awesome so again january 5th through 7th at dallas baptist university and then did you want to mention the one that's coming up in spring as well we'll probably put a spot on the air but yeah that would be great um there's one in fort worth during spring break march 15th through 17th um just south of downtown fort worth Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for coming in uh, to talk about this. And hopefully you get a lot of community judges that say they heard it on 9, 10 a.m. <laughs> that would be fabulous. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Well, good luck to you all. We'll be thank praying you. for you, um, if nothing else. Uh, this is the Good News Show. We're going to take a little break here. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to Auxiliary Bishop Greg Kelly about uh, the upcoming uh, uh, Reconciliation Night this week. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Catholic Charities Dallas invites all KATH 910 AM listeners to their 25th annual Bishop's Gala, Love Works, featuring a live performance by American band Earth, Wind, and Fire. The event takes place on Saturday, January 21st at the Omni Dallas Hotel with cocktails at 6 p.m. followed by a dinner at 7 p.m. Enjoy a memorable night of fellowship and fun, a gourmet dinner and cocktail hour, live entertainment, silent, and live auction. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit ccdallas.org. Jim Tui was friend and legal counsel to Mother Teresa for 12 years before her death in 1997. 25 years later, his book about her life, To Love and Be Loved, a personal portrait of Mother Teresa, shares first-hand stories about the woman behind the saint, from how she dealt with worldly affairs to a detailed account of her death, online and in bookstores everywhere. To Love and Be Loved, a personal portrait of Mother Teresa, also available at agingwithdignity.org. That's agingwithdignity.org. Are you a parent in need of funds to help you better afford sending your children to school? Are you interested in learning about a great scholarship opportunity? The Rebecca Leah Rivera Foundation is celebrating their 19th year of awarding Spirit of Love scholarships to Catholic students in the Diocese of Dallas. The application submission period will be January 2nd through February 1st, 2023. For more information about the Rebecca Leah Rivera Foundation, visit RebeccaLeahRivera.org or call 972-480-5200. Come and spend time with the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament on Epiphany Adoration Night on Thursday, January 5th at St. Anne Catholic Parish in Capel, beginning at 6.30 p.m. Join the parish for a unique opportunity to reflect on Christ's love for us with prayer and singing. Jesus waits for us in the Eucharist with open arms ready to embrace us. He desires our company, especially when we are feeling lost or alone. For more information, visit stannparish.org, stannparish.org. Our young people today are growing up in a largely post-Christian culture, making the task of instilling the faith in teenagers all the more difficult for parents, catechists, and youth ministers. That's why, working alongside the parishes and schools, NET Ministries helps young people to encounter the person of Christ. NET's evangelistic retreats are led by vibrant young Catholic missionaries who use peer-to-peer ministry to bring God's love to retreatants. 
To schedule a net retreat today, go to netusa.org forward slash schedule. Hi, this is Dave Palmer here at 910 AM. If you are a local business owner and you love this station and you're looking for a great way to support Catholic Radio, please consider becoming a new sponsor of this station in the new year. This is a great way to let our loyal audience know about your business while helping to spread the gospel message on this station. To learn more about becoming a sponsor of the GRN, please email me right away at davepalmer at grnonline.com. And welcome back to the second half of the Good News Show. Again, uh, Cecil Anderson here uh, filling in for Dave while he's vacationing in uh, Santa Fe with his family this week. And we're asking for extra prayers for their uh, safe travels here and back. Um, And I'm super excited that uh, we're going to be able to welcome on to the show uh, Bishop Greg Kelly, who's the Auxiliary Bishop of the Diocese of Dallas, to talk a little bit about this end of Advent season and the upcoming Christmas celebration, and very particularly the uh, Come Home for Christmas campaign that the diocese is doing uh, with the Evenings of Reconciliation. And the next one is going to be this Wednesday, December 21st, where every single parish in the Diocese of Dallas is going to be offering confessions that evening. Um, So first off, Bishop Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon, Cecil. I enjoyed listening to the last of the uh, program on the debate team. That sounded very exciting. <laughs> yes, they were. They, they're quite a who. Our intern William is actually still in studio. He's the um, he's also on that te- uh, debate team, and I always love hearing them. They're very vibrant. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, good, to, good to be with you. Absolutely. Um, so first off, um, uh, do you mind if we talk a little bit about we're at the end of the season of Advent, which is uh, crazy to think about. I feel like every Advent season it gets a little bit faster, um, which makes it even more difficult to fully kind of tap into this beautiful time in our church. Um, so I was just wondering um, for maybe any of those who are listening, uh, if you have any you know words of wisdom or advice, if maybe someone feels like they haven't fully experienced this season of of Advent for these last few days before we celebrate the birth of our Lord, how they can kind of get into it? Well, I think, you know, no matter what we do, we always have to start today. And we can waste a lot of time thinking, oh, I should have done that, oh, I should have done this. But I think to just start with today, with uh, actually this 24-hour period that we have, um, I think, you know, because of the busyness, because of distraction, because of so many things, it's hard for us just to stop. Mm. And, and, and think, and I think a lot of times when people do stop and think, they fall asleep because they're exhausted. And so I think to find some small way, some small place, uh, you know, whether that's in the car or in the bathroom or wherever you can depend on being alone, taking a little walk just to stop and, you know, pay attention. I think also to go back and read the scriptures for these days. Um, you know, the daily masses cover the... Um, uh, you know, the birth story of, in Luke and in Matthew, and just to reflect on the beauty of those. You know, sometimes it's because they're so familiar, they're hard to kind of stop and, and just pause and, and gaze at what's happening there. And also sometimes the suffering that's, that, that, that's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have, the diocese has this, uh, these beautiful nights that they're doing um, for part of the Come Home for Christmas campaign. It's like the, one of the front pages of the website, cathdal.org. Um, talking about um, these evenings of reconciliation. There was one last week on the 14th, and there's one this Wednesday on the 21st, uh, where every single uh, church in the Catholic Diocese of Dallas is going to be having uh, reconciliation, the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Um, why does the diocese choose this time of year in particular to have these 
uh, diocesan-wide Knights of Reconciliation. This is an idea that uh, came to us from, at the time, Bishop Farrell, now Cardinal Farrell, that he brought from the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C., where he had served as auxiliary. And he said that every a couple Wednesday nights during Advent and a couple during Lent, every parish in the diocese, archdiocese, would be open and available for confession at given times. And that, you know, so if it did, somebody did not want to go to the uh, their own parish for whatever reason, they could go anywhere in, in the archdiocese and know that they'd be, you know, the light would be on. That, that was the phrase that was used at the time, the light is on for you. So, you know, come on, and this is a time to stop and think about, I mean, if we're welcoming a Savior, that uh, that means there's something that we need to be saved from and saved for. And uh, it was, it was, at the time, we were doing two in Lent and one in Advent. It's been interesting, the last couple of years, as we've talked about this, so many priests are saying, well, we're doing confessions that night anyway now. Mm-hmm. So I think... You know, some parishes, and probably the majority of parishes now, have a much more generous confession schedule than they used to have, and, and that uh, that's attracting a lot more people. I think people are more aware of of that opportunity, the grace of the sacrament, and the need to really stop and think. It's so easy to kind of drift off, mm. um, you know, in, in different directions, and uh, you know, to go into confessions causes us to stop, have to stop and face ourselves but also face ourselves in the presence of a God who is both a judge but also you know, a Savior, came to save us from our sins. Yes, absolutely. And again, the website, org has more information about this and also has um, a guide if you've not been to confession in a while that can kind of help you get through it as well. And uh, it's, it's, it's in the evening, it's at 7 p.m. is officially when it would start that every parish is open. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Wonderful. One parish, I remember the, one of the first years we did this, had seven priests and went from 7 o'clock until 1 in the morning. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It really, it really put out a lot of people responded. Wow. Yeah, that was going to be my next question since this is the, obviously, it's been happening for several years, but this is the second one of this season of Advent. Um, is, that, is that common to have that, uh, obviously, the diocese is very large. It spreads across a large area. There's a lot of parishes and different populations, but um, do you f- usually find that the, a lot of the parishes are very busy on these nights? Yes, and I'll be finding out tomorrow night myself. I'm going to help out with... Uh confessions in my old parish in McKinney. Oh, wonderful. So St. Michael's? I, I or St. Uh, Gabriel's. St. Gabriel's. Sorry, my bad. Mm-hmm. Got my archangels mixed up. <laughs> they're all they're all together. They, they love each other, so we're not worried about that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, really, there's an opportunity. And also, you know, just to, you know, for priests and well, bishops, too, we have to reflect on our own need to not only hear confessions, but also to, um, you know, to be the recipient of the grace of that sacrament, also for our own sins. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it also, at this time of the year, I mean, for both Easter and Christmas, they're big holy days in our uh, church, and they we also do see an increase of mass goers, which is a beautiful thing to have. Um, and I think particularly sometimes Christmas as well, a lot of churches have to add on the extra masses or the additional masses or the concurrent masses. Um, what do you think it is about maybe the season of Christmas in particular that draws people to church maybe who haven't been in a while or draws people just who have never really had a connection um, with Christianity to come to the church um, over this period? 
you know, I think there could be any number of reasons. I think there's something in the human heart that longs for home or longs for oldest. And, uh, and then they're not quite sure, you know, where to get that. There's so many false saviors in society, you know, whether that be just, you know, make a lot of money or look a certain way or use this toothpaste or, mm. you know, follow the best team. And, and all those are good in and of themselves, but they don't, they can't captivate the full longing of the human heart. I think it also connects them to family, you know, both in terms of, uh, of their, you know, their, the family they grew up in and the, and the family they're in now and the, and the joys and the sorrows of that. Um, I think it, uh, I think it's just that there's a longing in our hearts for, and I think it's an opportunity to, for preachers and for the priest, whoever's preaching to try to, to try to tap into that and, and call it forth. Mm, yeah. I, mean, I think we all feel like we need a savior, um, and oftentimes I think maybe because of guilt or having been away, people kind of lose sight of the fact that he really came to save us from our sins, not to condemn us in our sins, and that uh, that uh, our hearts can become wounded by that, by by our own sinfulness and by the sins of others. And, and I think also there's such sorrow this time. You know, because for people who are lonely or who have lost loved ones recently, um, it, it stirs a you know, sense of grief. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. We had on, I think, before uh, Thanksgiving or right around Thanksgiving, uh, some uh, group from a grief, a faith and grief uh, organization that they think they put up a um, a beautiful arch in the park that I'm forgetting the name of off the top of my head that's in downtown Dallas um, but they oh, Clyde, Clyde Warren Park yes Clyde Warren Park that. yes yes a beautiful arch for to remember all of our lost ones um, but yeah it, it is you're right it's a beautiful time of the year where um, we do feel I think that imprint in our heart that, of, of our desire for a savior and our desire for uh, church community um, I want to remind everyone that we are talking to um, uh, Bishop Greg Kelly, the Auxiliary Bishop of the Diocese of Dallas, uh, talking about the Come Home for Christmas campaign. Uh, just a reminder that there is going to be evenings of, an evening of reconciliation this Wednesday, uh, December 21st, where every single parish in the Diocese of Dallas is going to have uh, reconciliation available at 7 p.m. Um, so make sure to stop by. And the website, the diocesan website, cathdal.org, has a great little tool where you can uh, type in and find what is uh, the closest parish to you um, on a map. And uh, you can be able to get in that uh, beautiful sacrament before we celebrate the Lord's birth in just a few weeks, uh, just a few days, really. Um, and uh, I have a question. I, we were talking about this earlier with our engineer um, about when does the uh, season, like the Christmas, 12 days of Christmas, the season of Christmas officially start? Is it on December 25th or is it on December 26th? Because uh, we were a little bit confused about that. I don't know. I have to count because I know, I know that <laughs> Jan- January 6th is the 12th day. Right, right. So just got to count backwards from there. The, yeah, just go 12, 10, 9, 8, 7 back. So what is that? So Tuesday this year. So I think it's probably Christmas Day. Christmas itself, Day, but yeah. I don't really have to do it more. <laughs> that, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. 
No worries. I can't, I can't do math and talk at the same that, time. That's okay. I, that happens to me all the time. Whenever we're doing our share-a-thons and I'm trying to count how much, how many funds we have to raise, and I'm like, I can't do this right now. <laughs> um, we were uh, also discussing kind of earlier on the show some of uh, uh, family traditions that each of us had uh, here on the show. I was wondering if you had any particular traditions from your childhood that you're fond of, maybe like when your family would go to Mass or um, when you would do your... Christmas gifts or put up your Christmas tree or anything that you remember? Um, the ones I remember, uh, one was a more of an Advent tradition, and I don't know how many times we did this, but I think it was probably a version of crowd control from my mom as well, <laughs> that she would give each one of us a, a box the size of a Christmas card box that would be covered with uh, aluminum foil, and then for every good deed we did during the season of Advent, we could put a little bit of that Easter grass in there, so the idea was that that uh, there would be a place to lay an image of the Christ child at, at Christmas. Mm. That, that would be a prepare, you know, preparing for his coming by ourselves changing and doing good. Um, also, from my mom's side of the tradition, she grew up in Iowa, so I know, I know they didn't have fresh oysters there, but we always had oyster stew mm. on Christmas Eve because I think it was a fast day or an ab- a day of abstinence back in the 60s and 70s. And as we go- got older and... Uh, there were you know, um, people marrying into the family. It turned out to be oyster stew and chili uh, because not everybody could tolerate oyster stew. <laughs> That's <laughs> and those are the ones I remember the most. Anyway, and then early on, we would also do a production, like the five of us would do some production of the, you know, the acting out the gospel of uh, <laughs> Luke and the birth of Jesus. Oh, that's awesome. Which role did you get to play? You know, I don't remember. I think it was the narrator or Joseph or... <laughs> gotcha. Um, I think we just had an image for the, the Christ child. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, I guess it's hard to find a, the perfect actor to play Jesus as a baby. Um, but he's very small, too. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, we just have a little bit of time left with you, Bishop, but I was wondering if you could maybe offer some words of encouragement to anyone listening, because Catholic Radio, we list, uh, we reach people all over and in uh, all different parts of their life and different jur- parts of their faith journey. Um, maybe some words of encouragement to come home to uh, church this weekend, uh, this Christmas, come home to the Catholic Church to go to Mass, maybe go to the Reconciliation this week, um, and just just invite them to come home. I think it's hard for us to grasp the reality of God's desire for us, which is expressed in Jesus Christ and made flesh, the Word of God made flesh, that He desires to be close to us and to love us and be loved by us. Um, I think that's hard for us to grasp and hard for us to receive. You know, there's a saying that says it's better to give than to receive, but I think it's harder to receive than to give because we don't want to feel obligated. Ahaz didn't want to ask for the sign because he didn't want to feel obligated. Um, um, He wanted to make his own plan. But I think to know that, that, that Jesus wants to come close to us, and not just us in general as some mass of people, but each one of us individually in our suffering and our brokenness in our giftedness uh, and to be close to us. And I mean, the two names revealed in the dream to Joseph, you know, you, you name your child Jesus because he will save his people from their sins, you know, that he came to save us from our sins, you know, which means we have to be willing to have them in a sense diagnosed so that as a good doctor, he can get to the heart of the problem. Um, 
and that he's Emmanuel, he's God with us. He wants to be with us and close to us. It's almost like in, in Jesus, he kind of sneaks up on us. He's born out in the middle of nowhere in, a, in, a, in an open field to a poor couple in a backwater of the Roman Empire uh, in the middle of the night. And he kind of he kind of slips into the world unannounced. Um, he's announced to shepherds and to angels and to kings, but you know the, the world just goes on. Um, so I think you know just to know that he wants to be close to us and that he loves us and that he longs for us to love him in return, and that that's important to him. Mm, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Bishop Kelly, for coming on the show today to talk a little bit about this beautiful season that we have in our church. Um, before we let you go, would you mind uh, saying a blessing for anyone listening right now? May Almighty God pour out His Holy Spirit upon you in this moment and in every moment ahead. May He help you to take the next good step in your, in your journey of faith. Uh, may He help you to face sinfulness and broken in your life so that he can touch that with the light of his grace and free you from that burden and help you and prepare you for the life of good deeds that he has prepared for you in advance and may you persevere in the journey all the way to the end so that you may come to your destiny that we may all come to our destiny together to see god face to face in glory and may god almighty god bless you father the son and the holy spirit amen uh, thank you again, and a uh, reminder that the uh, Night of Reconciliation is this Wednesday, uh, December 21st at all parishes in the Diocese of Dallas. You can go and get the Sacrament of Reconciliation, uh, and uh, like Bishop Kelly said, he's going to be in McKinney. So uh, definitely go out to whatever's closest to you and receive this great gift right before we celebrate the birth of our Lord. Thank you again, Bishop Kelly, and I hope that you have a wonderful Christmas and the rest of your Advent. Thanks, Sizzle. Thank you for the conversation. Of God bless you. Thank you. All right. That was a great uh, uh, way to kind of end off, I think, 2022 of the Good News Show. It's kind of wild to think about that. It's, it's been uh, the whole year of more of the Good News Show. Um, very thankful. I also want to thank Annette Gonzalez-Taylor, who helped set up that interview with uh, Bishop Kelly. I just, Dave and I had asked her, saying, oh, is there a priest that we can talk to about this upcoming, you know, uh, Night of Reconciliation? She's like, how about Bishop Kelly? And yeah. I was like, he's a priest. That works. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that absolutely works. Um, uh, so, again, make sure you take advantage of that. Um, it's always uh, beautiful to be able to get the gift of reconciliation before the uh, before you celebrate Christmas, Christmas yeah, or another that. great hol- holy day. Yes. Um, before we close out to this last good news show, I want to make recap some of the information we talked about at the beginning of the show, uh, particularly that um, I mentioned that we are having a special volunteer day this Wednesday to help uh, call and write thank you notes to all of the wonderful people who donated during our Christmas share a few weeks ago so if you're someone who enjoys talking with people on the phone and kind of praying for, uh, for them and getting updated prayer requests and just thanking them on behalf of the Guadalupe Radio Network that's something that you feel like you are good at and that you have a heart for we'd love to have you come uh, for whatever time you can do on Wednesday December 21st roughly from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. but if you can do 30 minutes you can do an hour a couple of hours we'd love to see you we'll have lunch and it'll be a fun 
uh, way to kind of finish maybe some volunteering before you celebrate uh, Christmas. Uh, so you can email me uh, at kath at grnonline.com, kath at grnonline.com. Uh, if I would give my personal email, I would be very happy to give my, my email, but my name is difficult to spell for sometimes for people, so that's why I do the kath one. <laughs> Dave has it really easy. He can just be Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Yeah. Um, like, well, unfortunately, I have the name. Oh, I like my name, but uh, it makes it a little bit difficult yeah. for communications purposes. <laughs> um, so please email me if you want to help this Wednesday. We would love to see you. And of course, there's always going to be food because we do definitely love to. Also, I think Dave was saying that we, you know, if you're interested in being a speaker for us and get public speaking experience, consider volunteering. You know, selling tickets at the at parishes, giving yes. talks about Catholic radio it takes less than two minutes. You go up to the pulpit and encourage people to support and listen to Guadalupe Radio by purchasing a car raffle ticket. It keeps us on the air year-round. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for bringing that up, Diane. Yeah, I wanted to recap also. Yeah, the car raffle season has started. We're going to have the official kickoff in January, on January 3rd, when uh, Dave is back. We'll do a kickoff show for the whole network. Um, but you can go ahead and buy your tickets right now at grnonline.com forward slash raffle for the uh, 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250 in polar white. Um, so you can get those online right now if you want to make it a Christmas gift of some sort the drawing is in february um, and we'll be out at all the parishes kind of like diane was saying if you do want to help us sell raffle tickets we'd be very grateful for it you can contact dave dave palmer at grnonline.com and uh, you can sign up to be one of our speakers or just help selling to your friends and family we have something called the raffle wranglers that i help with <laughs> we had to come up with a fun name yeah. um, you can come uh, and sell them to your friends and family the people in your you know your prayer groups and your bible studies we really do appreciate it like diane said it's one of those things that we had to we came up with to to help sustain the guadalupe radio network and all of our 39 stations for that kind of slow period of january and february because it's after the christmas holidays everyone's kind of just recovering from the holidays so it kind of helps keep us on the air and also a reminder to uh come out for the speech and debate tournament in uh january the 5th through 7th at dallas baptist university uh to help out the whole tournament but also particularly support our local catholic club st peter and paul um and so again that website is n oh dear ncfca.org ncfca.org uh go to the judge tab and you can sign up so uh thank you all for listening and thank you for a great year of uh local catholic radio and the good news show and i know if dave was here he'd also express his thanks and we're excited for 2023 and all the great things that are going to be happening there Mm -hmm. i pray that you all have a wonderful christmas celebration with your family um and uh, don't forget to celebrate like to make sure to ponder in these last few days of advent too to Mm -hmm. hang on to that william thank you so much for your help absolutely thank you diane and we will see you in the new year god bless Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show.
Are you a parent in need of funds to help you better afford sending your children to school? Are you interested in learning about a great scholarship opportunity? The Rebecca Leah Rivera Foundation is celebrating their 19th year of awarding Spirit of Love scholarships to Catholic students in the Diocese of Dallas. The application submission period will be January 2nd through February 1st, 2023. For more information about the Rebecca Leah Rivera Foundation, visit RebeccaLeahRivera.org or call 972-480-5273. KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Did you know that when you shop online this year at smile.amazon.com and click on La Promesa Foundation, a percentage of your purchase goes to the GRN? So whether you're shopping online for yourself or others, you're also helping to support GRN's mission of evangelization. It's a soul-saving mission, and now it's only a click away. Again, just go to smile.amazon.com and click La Promesa Foundation. On behalf of the GRN, may you have a blessed Advent and a Merry Christmas. Father John Bartunik, in his book, The Better Part, wrote, Gratitude is one of the most beautiful flowers in the whole garden of virtues. It directly contradicts self-centeredness, self-indulgence, and self-absorption. It builds bridges, unites communities, and softens hearts. It encourages and inspires. It cuts through discouragement and counteracts depression. It opens the soul to the truth and releases anxiety. It brings smiles and gladness wherever it blooms. What a pity that it is as rare as it is lovely. When was the last time you were truly grateful to our Lord for the spouse He has given to you? When was the last time that you told your spouse you are very grateful for him or her? Gratitude goes a long way in healing wounds. Give it a try. Go home today and tell your spouse how grateful to God you are that he or she married you. This has been a minute for your marriage and family from the Three Hearts Institute. You can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 